Hello, good evening and welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host Scott Munro. Welcome to episode 184. Tonight we are re- review, uh, previewing, not reviewing, spoke too soon. We are previewing the big AS Roma Juventus clash on Sunday evening. That is the Sunday evening marquee game. And if you're like me in the UK, it's on live on BT Sports. Uh, with me tonight, I have a Juventus fan. He is the Juventus correspondent and Serie A contributor for Forbes Sports, an author of Juventus, A History in Black and White. I have Adam Digby. Adam, thank you very much for joining me on this Friday evening. How are you? I'm good, Scott. Thank you. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. I was going to add League Two fan, as we both <laughs> are, are a connoisseur of the lower league football. As people will know, I'm a Swinning Town fan. Adam as as part to his to his wife Chloe, uh, frequents to Stockport County, um, having a good season so far in League Two in the playoffs. Fancy a a trip to to London and uh, in in May potentially. Yeah, it's, uh, hopefully, as long as it's not in the playoff final. Hopefully, they manage to uh, get automatic promotion. But yeah, I'll be be well up for that. Yeah, as someone who went through the playoff heartbreak last season, I did not watch the League 2 playoff final last season because it hurt so much. And it probably still hurts now, almost eight months later. Losing on yeah. penalties is horrible, but yeah. Yeah, it's a killer, isn't it? Uh, enough of talk, talking about League 2. We could probably talk about it at the end. Um, before we go into um, Sunday's game, for probably for people who don't who listen to our podcast, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I write about Juventus. I've written a book about Juventus. Um, I've been a Juve fan all my life. Um, it's getting increasingly difficult in light of uh, recent events. And if you if you rather carry on the League Two chat, I'm more than well <laughs> up for that because it's, yeah, it's it's far more about football than than anything I've been able to talk or write about Juventus for quite some time. Mm. Um, and looking like for quite some time going into the future as well. So, yeah, a little bit um, disenchanted with the whole thing at the moment, but I think that's kind of understandable, isn't it, given what appears to have been going on? Yeah, um, behind the scenes, I I probably won't go too far into it. You probably don't want to talk a bit too much into it because you've probably written and and spoke about it to your blue in the face, but it's not looking good and it's it's hampered the club on and off the pitch it probably will hamper them for a long long while was it wouldn't it well, you would you would hope the answer to that is yes if you're mm. not a user fan mm. i think they obviously it it looks like there's very clear evidence that they've been inflating the transfer fees of players in and out of the club to make it look like the club is worth more than it is um, which, when you're floated on the stock exchange, is obviously highly illegal um, and fraudulent. Um, but Italy being Italy, it wouldn't surprise you either if they got all the 15 points back that have been taken away and the whole thing got swept under the carpet yeah. because suddenly it looks like there's other clubs involved, which has been the case this week, where they've opened cases against six other teams Um in Serie A and Serie B. So we'll wait and see how long it affects them into the future. But for right now, yeah, it's it's a 15-point penalty. It's the whole board resigning and Andrea Agnelli as well um, in a year which should have been a, a huge celebration for the club because it's it's actually 100 years since um, Eduardo Agnelli 
um, bought Juventus and took oh, control wow. of the club yeah. for the very first time, 1923. So it's kind of tainted that whole thing and, and looks like it'll linger as a, a shadow over the club. Yeah, black mark on the club and uh, on an important anniversary. Um, I won't. I won't go more on off-field stuff. I'll rather talk more on because I don't want to depress you even more on this Friday um, and, and going into the end of the season. But Juventus have done okay um, since the Monza game at the end of January. So they're unbeaten in three competitions since. So they beat Lazio, beat both Salernitana, Fiorentina, got past Nantes, uh, thanks to Angel Di Maria having probably one of the best games of the season. And then and then Tuesday, I thought I was very impressed. Uh, Derby della Mole against Torino. I watched the game after the Cremonese-Roma game, which I'm still annoyed at, <laughs> like three, four days later. But yeah, I, I was really impressed. It was a very good game. Um, even Juric taking off one of his players on after being on for 14 minutes and then throwing him completely under the bus. But a oh, And then reversing back over him just yeah. for good measure. As yeah. well. <laughs> <laughs> and then probably will send him back to Marseille, Radonjic in in for Igor Tudor in for next season, but well, uh, apparently um, he's played too much and he's triggered an automatic. Oh no, <laughs> buyout clause. So he's uh, yeah, he's uh, he's going to be a, a permanent Torino player. So he, I'm sure he won't be for very long. But yeah, they're going to have to find a buyer and and move him on. So yeah. Oh no! I think I see. I can see a few clubs doing that with some loan players at the moment. Be like, yeah, we'll we'll get you in, we'll trigger you, and then we'll sell you. But yeah, I yeah. think I, I think they'll try and get rid. But a really really good game on on Tuesday night. Really enjoyable. Um, I think there was a stat saying that Juventus scored all four of their goals from crosses and set pieces. So have they? Completely turn into a Sean Dyche Everton slash Burnley side. I'm not sure they're that good, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's been the, the, the story of, I want to say the season, but I probably mm. mean the last, the last th- three seasons under Max Allegri. If you take out the the Sari season and the PLO season, mm. is that the the offensive production of of Juve is completely reliant on individual moments of brilliance, whether that's from dead ball situations or from open play, as we, you, you touched on before about Juve getting past Nantes because of a, a Di Maria masterclass. It, it's, it's always been that way. It, for the, for those three seasons, it seems there's just no, there's just no, um, plan, no structure to the team's attack. They just have the ball and try and get it to somebody who's good at football and and hope they can do something good because there's just no flow to the play. There's no... You would be hard-pressed, wouldn't you? I mean, as an occasional watcher of of Juve in games where you you catch them on TV or games where they're playing against Roma, you'd be hard-pressed to identify what their style is. Mm. I think I think they they don't really have one. They try and keep it tight and and hope for a bit of magic and hope that somebody gets them a goal. Sounds like Roma this season under Mourinho. It's, I think it's a lot. I, I, to be honest, it sounds like Roma under Mourinho. Full stop. Like I think this season, I think whoever watches Roma will say we're too Paolo Dybala dependent, and I I agree. 
probably what you would probably say, feel the same way. And then that shunted the attacking growth of some other players. And then it's just going to be two teams playing for set pieces and trying to win one nil on, on Sunday. I have a feeling, but you don't, I gather you probably won't see the same game that we saw last season at the Olympico, a four, three ding dong, um, which I still don't know how Roma lost that. I, I, I'd say no, but you were playing what, four, two on Tuesday. So, Tuesday, yeah. you know, who knows? It's, it's one of those things, isn't it? If the individual brilliance clicks for both teams, then mm. yeah, you could well see it end up like that. But you, you'd more than likely bet on something more resembling what happened earlier this season when it was 1-1. Yeah. 1-1. up a goal for Tammy and, and, and Juve getting a goal as well. It's... Yeah. It's, it's just, hard to tell. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is, but when you live that way, you you die that way, don't you? It's, yeah. It's just who both teams are right now, and it's it, you. You you turn up or you tune in every game, and and you never know what's actually going to happen because there's no, like I said before, there's no structure. There's nothing you can lean on other than I wonder how many moments of brilliance, if any, we'll see from our attacking players today. Mm. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. It's it's, it's nailed on. It's, it's like I imagine it's from for both sides. Like. Um, Vlajevic is just coming back from injury. Um, Chiesa is just coming back. Pogba, and then you've got Angel Di Maria, who's flourishing in his first season in Italy after playing in France, Spain, and England. And then, like for Roma, you've got—I'm just trying to think—Dybala. Um, you've got Pellegrini, who's hit form has been, I would say, off the boil with two goals this season, both from penalties. And then you've got. Um, the wing bugs, Spinazzola's hit form recently. So you're just relying on that individual brilliance to get you through a game. It just reminds me of Roma under Rudy Garcia. But I'm to be honest, I'm more looking forward to this game on Sunday, Adam, than I was on Tuesday because <laughs> there was that that banana skin. <laughs> but this is more of a of an old school battle where Roma and Juve in in past years, you 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 really it's that big game feel to it and you really it, it, look forward to it. Yeah, it really does, doesn't it? And I think there's been quite a lot of entertaining games, but mm. both teams on the, from your perspective, my perspective, on the wrong end of, of some yeah. really good games. Um, the, 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 the one in Turin where um, th- there ended up being a little bit of a fight and Allegri dragged off Morata in his first stint at Juve by the neck. Yes, um, I remember that. The 3-2 game. Yeah, yeah, there was a, I think there was a, a Pogba penalty where his foot was just on the line of the yeah. edge of the box. Yeah. He was definitely not in the box. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all, all of those things, there's, there's always seems to be a, a, an entertainment value to the game, no matter what yeah. the score is or who the players are or who the coaches are. Juve Roma is just one of those big, big Serie A games, isn't it? And Sunday nights always have that extra bit of something. For, for for Italian games. So, yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me if, no matter what the score is, if it was a little bit more entertaining than than either of us probably just sold it as for the first 10 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be, yeah, guys, don't watch the game on Sunday. It's just going to be an absolute dour fest. And then you turn, you like, you see the result, you go, what, four all? No, no, both teams are just like, they're not scoring. But no, it does have that sense that where, 
if something crazy can happen, like last season, I said last season, that game was just, Roma dominated it for 70 minutes. And then, was it Allegri brought on Matteo De Siglio? And then, mm. but then, like Chiesa got injured, unfortunately, in the first half after the the challenge with Chris Smalling, and was out for what was it, ten months due to that ACL injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it chaos just you chaos just happened. What was it? Locatelli scored. Um, um, Morata. This is this is what happens when you have a genius coach who makes inspirations <laughs> yeah. like putting on Matthias Dishilio after so many minutes. Yeah, you know, like who needs Jurgen Klopp when you when you can put on Matthias Dishilio? Yeah, yeah it, it really does though. It, it does seem to be a game, a fixture that that just throws up entertaining games, and and I can sit here and tell you how boring and dull and dour Juve are, and you can do the same for Roma. Yeah. And you put the two together, and suddenly there's just this. Explosion. <laughs> yeah. It might not be particularly good football, but it's usually good fun to watch. You yeah. Know? It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's just one of those fixtures, isn't it? I think you, you watch enough football at whatever level and you, you kind of get used to those, don't you, where you put the two games, the two teams together and it's just really, really good. And I think the same is probably true in reverse. You, you always know there's, oh, when we play so-and-so, the game is always terrible. Mm. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, like for uh, we like on the podcast we talked on on Wednesday, the schedule at the moment is I would say from now until the international break is a little bit brutal. I don't know if you have the same feeling like on for Juventus because both Roma and Juventus are in the latter stages of the Europa League, and um, like Ju- Juventus have got Freiburg, Roma have got Real Salzburg, uh, Real Salzburg, Real Sociedad. We just played Salzburg, but I was just I've got Juventus fixtures in front of me. I'm like you got Roma on on Sunday and then you've got the first leg against Freiburg then you've got Sampdoria then Freiburg again and then Inter that's that's a tough running going into the international break isn't it Adam it's, 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 I wouldn't say it's brutal but it's I would say it's a bit more energy sapping because you've got two games in Europe you're playing a team who is looking to qualify for the Champions League Sampdoria who uh, safe to say they are doomed for Serie B I did watch the game on on Monday and they did okay-ish, but they looked doomed already. And then you've got Inter, who are very hot and cold at the moment, <laughs> would you say, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Inter-Juve, obviously, with all the, the history and the mm. background, is always a a real energy sapping game for, mm. for Juve players, fans, coaches, everybody. Um, it's a, a huge fixture. It was a huge fixture the season that Juve were in Serie B and they drew them in the Coppa Italia. It's just mm. always a, a massive, massive game. Um, and yeah, and then obviously because of the points penalty in the league, the Europa League's taken on a huge significance. So even though Freiburg is a team where you think Juve should be able to, to comfortably go through, you've got Juve have been terrible in Europe for the past ever um, <laughs> and, and, and keep losing to Villarreal Ajax yeah Leon insert random European team here you could easily see Freiburg being added to that list um, especially in a season where you then need to progress um, and there, w- there would be something very very sweet about Juve winning the Europa League and qualifying for Champions League despite oh. a, a points penalty it's it's, it's something just about rooting for chaos that I seem to enjoy. So 
I, I'm secretly hoping for that. Um, but yeah, and then the Sampdoria game is one of those, like with, with Cremonese for um, Roma at the beginning of this week, isn't it? Where you look at it and you think, yeah, that should be fairly straightforward. You could rest all of it. If you were playing it on the football manager, you'd rest your first 11, wouldn't you? And, yeah. And play your entire reserves against uh, I would Sampdoria. do the same. I do and, that. <laughs> and still win. But in in reality, it's it's one of those games where you, you wouldn't be surprised to see an upset. Um, so you, you need to be switched on for that as well. So yeah, it's, it's five games where it, it, there's just no let up is there because you, you have that, do we rest players or do we, do we make sure we keep rolling before we play Freiburg a second time? Then we've got Inter on the horizon. It, it's, it's a, a really tough, Period, and it's it's just like you said about Roma. It's the same for everybody. Mm. Um, the the calendar with the World Cup and and the international break still being there, and all of that. It's just really, really difficult for for you say really difficult. It's still just football, isn't it? But it's it's in in football terms, it's it's very very difficult to to keep playing at such a consistent high level all the time. And and the randomness of the, the Serie A calendar where Juve played a weekend game on a Tuesday night doesn't really help anybody either because I, I, the whole training schedule for Juve would have been made very bizarre by that because they effectively had last weekend off but played in midweek. Mm. It's strange. It's like, because I... Serie A do their fixtures in a weird way, don't they? They they do, what was it, up until a certain amount of time, they announce it. Like, I think it's up until April the 8th. Yeah, it's it's far better than it has been in the past. Yes, definitely, yeah. It's it's kind of messed it up with everyone still being involved in Europa League. So you Mm. play on Tuesday, but then you play at the weekend and then you play on Thursday. So it's like, you know, it's, it's... really weird and it's just added to that weird feeling that's that's been there all season with playing a, a World Cup in the Far East in November and December yeah. isn't it? Yeah when basically the whole of top flight football was shut down apart from the lower leagues in England and probably a few other leagues across Europe but yeah uh, completely this, this calendar like, like February was okay because you had the, the start of what the Coppa Italia, um, which I don't want to talk about because we got knocked out by Cremonese. <laughs> Roma don't play Cremonese very well, but I was just going to say that it, Juventus after Easter also have got two games, what, three games in, what, eight days also afterwards? And you've got Verona uh, and then you've got Inter. I, I did have a look who you've got afterwards. Uh, sorry, I am on the Transfer Mart website, so... Apologies. Um, this is great podcasting. Lazio, Lazio, or Napoli, and then oh. into Italia. So it's oh. yeah, it carries on. It's, uh, <laughs> it's it's like because for, for Roma we've got Real Sociedad after this game, and then we've got Sassuolo, Real Sociedad, Lazio, the derby, the weekend before the international break um, and then we've got Sampdoria, Torino and Udinese and then yeah so two- the, the Lazio game is the last game before the, the international mm. break and it's Sassuolo, Napoli the second leg of the Coppa Italia with Inter 
and and then obviously you if if you've advanced then you would have the the final thrown in there as well somewhere so yeah it it, it doesn't get any easier and if you beat Freiburg there's a Europa yeah, you, quarterfinals you, in early April and it's just chaos and you have to pit, play five games and probably in like twenty days and yeah I, yeah it's I mean it's, that's why you have a squad isn't yeah, it yeah true it's what you want it's better than getting knocked out for sure. True, and then you have a chance of winning something at the end of the season, and then, and as you said, if Juventus, if if something w- weird and wonderful happens for Juve fans, and they get into the final and they win the Euro- Europa League final and get to the Champions League next season, I embrace chaos. I love shithousery in football. I can't wait for Twitter to go into a complete meltdown. I will. Yeah, just it's it's sit much back. more likely that they get to the final and then lose. Oh yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> recent history has taught us anything. Yeah, it's true. But um, I like I said, I'm quietly looking forward to this game on on Sunday. It should be a really good game. Like uh, both teams have done really well in the recent month of February. Like apart from for Roma against um, against Cremonese, they got they've won the games they had to. They've done the job. They've won ugly, as I like to see. But like Roma looked like a different team from last season, where they were not winning the, the games they should. Mourinho's well, after his outburst on on to a certain fourth official, I don't know if he's going to be on the bench on on Sunday. But I look forward to Allegri versus Mourinho deep down inside. I do like. I am glutton for punishment, but yeah, um, it should be a good game. Adam, how do you find Serie A overall this season? It's been quite entertaining. One team is literally ran away with it and they're playing in an hour and fifteen minutes against Lazio, and I'm really looking forward to watching this game. But yeah, how have you thought Serie A this season so far? I just can't get away from the feeling that the standard is so poor. You know, there's been entertaining games, there's been some good players to watch, but I just, you just look at the overall standard and you look at Napoli, obviously Napoli have played some some really good football, but mm. there's just no challenger at all, is there? You know, the the gap is now 18 points and it's the, the first weekend in March. Mm. It's it's going to be over fairly soon, isn't it? I mean, what are we, week 25? Yes, week 25 starts tonight. So, yeah, you got Easter. I would probably say Easter at the earliest or maybe a little bit after. Yeah, I mean, there's it was 14 games left. So, what's that, yeah. 28, 32 points? Yeah. So, they need 15 points, so five games. Or yeah. Well, Five wins or, lo- or into losses, and they've already done it. Yeah, that's that's it's, it's, it's crazy. It's yeah, it's bonkers. and like we said, the fixtures are coming fast, aren't they? So it's it, it, yeah, Easter. Yeah, you might be a little bit late there. They yeah. might have it wrapped up before that. The way that this is, yeah, um, that that lead, and they just they're just rolling everybody, aren't they? They're, they're yeah. beating everybody, so. Obviously, they play Lazio tonight. That's one one of the teams you imagine could do something, but they have a, a, a fantastic recent record against Lazio. Um, I think they've only lost one of the last nine, so especially at home. So, it's again, it's tough to see anyone taking any points off them. And, and every time, obviously, as a Roma fan, you don't, and as Roma fans listening, you don't need me to tell you about Luciano Spalletti's... Oh. I, I love the man. History. But all the points where you would have said the collapse was going to come, yeah. 
you get those great starts that Spalletti always seems to be able to get. Then the World Cup comes, so it stops. Then they start again. Then they had a little wobble. I can't remember who they 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 had a draw, maybe, or, or maybe their first loss. Inter. Um, Inter and, and beat, think, yeah. Oh, hang on, here they go. And then they just battered Juve senseless. And then the very next day is when the the case broke and, and Juve then went on to be docked 15 points. And and prior to that, Juve had been flying themselves, hadn't they? Mm. Um, they, they'd won, I think they'd won eight consecutive games, 1-0. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, and, and that was one of those times where like Napoli before with Sari, where, oh, here we go, here come Juve, typical, it's... Spalletti's going to collapse. Napoli are going to collapse. We've seen this story before. And and then they batter Juve. Juve get the points deduction. And then suddenly there's no pressure on Napoli again. And it, it's all played perfectly for Spalletti. On top of him having a very good team and having done a very good job getting them set up and getting them playing the right way. But all those usual pitfalls that, that, that usually come for a Spalletti team or for a Napoli title challenge, have just been knocked away one by one and, and you get to this point where there is no challenger. Pioli and Milan have been terrible. Inter have been fully transformed into a, a Simone Inzaghi team. They look very much like the, the Lazio team in the COVID season, don't they? When mm, they, yeah. they started off okay and then it just went to pieces. Mm. Um and, and and yeah, Juve are, are, are miles away now, even if you give them the points back. I think they're still nearly 20 points away. Um, so th- there's just no challenger. And I think that's, as much as anything, that's that's really disappointing. It has, but uh, yeah, I do understand because uh, as, as probably you see as an outsider, outsider who probably don't watch Serie A, you're probably thinking, yeah, it's just a one-team league now at the moment this season because Napoli are absolutely flying. But if you watch it, there is battles going on all around the league, like the relegation battle, the probably for Europe. Like, I was going to say, Juventus have now literally what six points behind Atalanta now. Is it? Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, for, it, it is, but it's it's like I said, it's that the, the just the feeling that it's it's so bad, isn't it? I mean, mm. we're, we're we're talking about a relegation battle where you've got Cremonese and Sampdoria who've got three wins between them. Yeah, and, and and then above them, Spezia and Hellas have got four each. So it's like that. There's one place that's maybe debatable in the in the relegation battle, and it's it's just terrible teams. It's not like you've got good teams, and you're going to have a good team going down. As as sad as it is to see Sampdoria in that state, they they're fully there on merit, aren't they? And then mm. yeah, the the battle for the European places is. Is only a battle because you've had the points deduction. Otherwise, the the gulf between Bologna and Atalanta is already six points, and and y- you wouldn't be betting on a, a late season push by Bologna to get into Europe. But who knows? Because, who knows? Because it's Juve, you think? Yeah. That, yeah, they probably will, or they'll get some points back, so that makes it interesting. Whatever. It just, I, I just really can't get over the. The real, and it obviously it happens to other leagues, doesn't it? You know, mm. it's it's easy to talk about all oh, the death of Syria and blah blah blah. But every every so often, every league, whether it's Bundesliga, La Liga, Premier League, has that spell where the three teams at the bottom and the three teams that are 
seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. It's they're just a bit crap, and mm. I think that's where where Serie A is at the moment. They've just got this real dearth of 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 quality, and I think it, it goes all through the league, whether that's quality players or more than anything, I think it's quality coaches. You know, obviously Carlo Ancelotti was in Syria. He moved on. Um, Roberto Di Zerbi even, you know, there's been a real, there's just been a real drain of of talent to me. And and then you look at other leagues where you see coaches and players who've been in Syria really thriving and you you can see why Syria is struggling so much. I mean, you look at the job that, the ego Tudor is doing, oh, and you think that's yeah. that's a coach who was in Syria for quite a while. He mm. was at Juve for a little while. Not that you would know it from watching the the Amazon Prime documentary of his season there, where I think he was in two scenes, and his name his name is literally never said in that documentary for whatever bizarre reason. Just another random Juve event where they they had this guy who's clearly a very gifted coach, but just for whatever reason, and a former Juve player as well, let's not forget, and they just sent him packing without ceremony at all. Um, and, and now he's he's in Ligue 1 and, and, and absolutely thriving, isn't he? Yeah. So it's, it, yeah, I just, I just, to just go back, I just can't get over the real dearth of quality all through the league with the exception of, of Napoli, who just look fantastic. And it, They've proven in Europe where they've won every game so far in the Champions League, excluding a, a dead rubber with Liverpool, um, that th- they are a fantastic football team at, at, at whatever level. So it's they've taken over the, the Juve spot as being the, the one team at the top of, of Serie A who can also do it against other teams as well in Europe, um, however long that continues. But it's... Yeah, Napoli have been fantastic to watch, and I think the 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 scenes should they or when they um, when they manage to to win the title, I think that'll be incredible for for Syria and for Naples as well because they they're long overdue, aren't they? And we know that's a city where they they're absolutely mad for the team. Yeah, was it thirty three years since their last Serie A title win, and it's it's been a long time coming. And I completely agree. Like, I was going to say that if you if like we're both living in England, you we both see what's happening in the Premier League. I was going to say transfer market in January. A lot of teams in England were spending shed loads of money. Italy, there was hardly any money spent at all, wasn't there? And I think that's what is basically causing the league to have a bit of a, a dip in quality at the moment. But there's like no team, like Milan, I don't think they had enough money to try and buy Nicola Zaniolo off Roma in January. That's why he rejected a deal to go to Bournemouth. And now he's in Turkey. And hardly no team spent money in January. And I feel that's where the, the, the dearth of quality of stuff being brought into to Italy in, in, in January has basically caused teams a lot of problems. But you mentioned the coach there. My neighbour's a Brighton fan and he's head over heels, I think, over De Zerbi. And they're absolutely flying. I would love to see him back in Italy. But yeah, it's I can see why there's a bit of a, a dearth of quality in Serie A because Napoli are absolutely killing it and flying. And they've got this quality of like, they've bought players to suit the system 
I feel like Oshiman in two, three years at Napoli this season has been unreal. Um, yeah. Yeah, Carvat Scalia, oh, oh my God, I'm watching him, I'm in awe. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I was I watched Man City live last season and I watched De Bruyne live against Swindon and I was in awe and I when watching Carvat Scalia I was just like what is he doing he nutmegs players like 20 seconds into games against Sassuolo <laughs> against, against I think Rick Karsdorp in a game in, in, in October it's just unreal it's like they're going to win the league by late March early April and it's just like I feel for the rest of Serie A because they're just going to be like trying to play catch up, and I hopefully next season it, 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 a bit more quality. I, I I love watching Napoli this season. They are the best team in Europe, hands down to watch. But hopefully next season there is a better quality for Serie A because this season, as, as you said, it's not great. You've got to hope so, haven't you? And I think just to touch on Deserba, you you see him go off to to Ukraine with Shakhtar Donetsk, mm. and obviously because of the. The conflict with Russia, he's he's had to leave and he's gone to to Brighton. But he was at Sassuolo, you know, and that and that's so far away from a top job in Syria. Yeah. Like people people like Sassuolo, they have, they have this idea of them as a a trendy up and coming Syria team that that can get into Europe and and that. But they, in reality, they they don't actually have any fans there. They operate on a, a shoestring budget. Yes, they've got into Europa League a couple of times. Yes, they've had a couple of very, very good players, but th- there's not really any substance to them. And you look at the the clubs above them in the in the pecking order for Serie A. Even Atalanta, Gasparini is is well firmly set in his in his position there. And then you look at the other clubs, whether that's Napoli. Juve, Roma, Milan, Inter. How long would somebody like Roberto Di Zerbe have to wait for a, a job at one of those clubs? You know, and and you can't blame him for for going abroad. And and you hope that the 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 quality of the Premier League raises his stock and he can get a big job somewhere. But like, if you're him right now, the way that Brighton are run, the the backing that he gets. Why would he leave there to go to a, a Serie A club that the, the state that Serie A clubs are in right now? Completely agree, and I wonder how Graham Souness is feeling uh, feeling right now after what he said when he first joined Brighton, because he's probably got egg on his face. He probably doesn't care. Let's be yeah, honest. Probably, probably he's not. Lots of opinions like that once a week, and, and yeah. he's still getting very highly paid for doing his job. Yeah, so, yeah probably not too fussed. But yeah, it's. It's great to see him succeeding because he is a, a, a really, really good coach, isn't he? We saw that in his time at Sassuolo. Mm, completely agree. Um, um, final couple of questions on the game on Sunday. Who are the key players to watch out for Juventus? I was very impressed with Fagioli because I think his his stock and his is is risen. Uh, since he's been given a chance in in the midfield, uh, the holding midfielder. I'm, I'm going to sorry try and butcher his name he sort of played well uh is it barrier channel yeah I... he played over he's playing over paredes and yeah Allegri in a much more um diplomatic way than than ivan jurich as we mentioned at the top of the show has kind of thrown paredes under the bus a couple of times in the past couple of weeks saying that he needs to sacrifice for the team and work a bit harder which is it's quite funny considering he started in midfield for a team that just won the World Cup, but he's, he's not good enough to uh, to play for Allegri's Juve. So I'm not quite sure what's going on there at all. Um, but 
Yeah, Pogba came back, obviously. Mm. In terms of players to look out for, it's the as as boring and cliched as it is, it's the very obvious names yeah. of, of Di Maria, Pogba and Chiesa, isn't it? You know, yeah. it's... As, as we said before, those moments of individual brilliance are what makes the difference for Juve and, and those are the players who are capable of producing them. So as 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 dull as it is to mention the, the three most obvious names, I, I probably have to say the three most obvious names. No, that's fine. That's that's. I, I was thinking, yeah, Vlajevic has just come back in. He's, he's, I think, hasn't hit the ground running as probably I think Juve fans would like to see after his, his spectacular six months the previous season he had at Fiorentina. Chiesa's just coming back from injury. Um, like Pogba's just come out. Well, I think his last game was in it before um, Tuesday night. Was it away at Liverpool for Manchester United? In was it April? It was April, yeah. yeah. And then he, he had all the problem where he got burgled just a month before that yeah. while he was playing for Man United. And then obviously he's had this injury, witch doctors, his brother going on social media to bribe him, all of that. So it was great to actually see him play some football at long last. Um, he, he was obviously a little bit rusty, but it's 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 good to see him back. And he's a player who can, can only add to... To you, isn't he? Because he does have that quality that, that they, they so desperately need. Yeah, I completely agree. And the, the, you said one fit defender, Bremer, Danilo, Danilo, Alexandro in a back three. Oh. Um, yeah, and Danilo, I don't mind. I, I quite like Danilo. He's yeah. renewed for the club this year. He's he's become a real leader of that team, and he's. I think he's actually got some quality. He's a He's a very, very average right-sided centre-back stroke. Uh, he's like a, Bruna, a Brazilian Danilo D'Ambrosio, isn't he? If we're, be, if we're being completely honest. But it, it's it's much better than Alexandro, who's just a, a bit of a liability, to be honest. Isn't um, so Alexandro's contract runs out this summer, is that correct? That's right, yeah. I saw a, a Twitter account at the start of the season saying this is X amount of days until his contract runs out. So that's, um, I think that fan on social media is, is counting down the days in his calendar. Um, yeah, so I, I just, uh, it's, it sounds familiar being a Swindon fan. That I, the, the team that I support and go and watch, we've got one fit defender and Adam, as it sounds, as Juventus have got one fit defender and playing, have to play the a right back at centre half and a left back at centre half. It sounds very, very familiar, and it's probably going to go on for a little bit longer. Yeah, just Bonucci. There no, seems to be no sign of a, a return for Bonucci. Daniele Rugani is well. I'm not sure he's actually a defender in any way, shape, or form, but he's he's nowhere near either. And yeah, Allegri, Allegri just seems to be happy with the formula that he's found with playing those three in defence. So it is what it is. It's, yeah, it's it's just one of those. It's just been one of those seasons for Juve in every way, to be honest. Yeah, I think it has. I think with all the off-field problems, and then winning eight straight, and then getting tonked, and then having to lose the double over Monza. I, I probably won't want to dwell over it as, but that was probably a turning point and then the fine form at the end at the moment where I'm beaten in six in all competitions a semi-final coming up against Inter Freiburg who are absolutely flying at the moment in the Bundesliga and the Bundesliga have a title race at the moment with Union Berlin in there as well knocking off 
Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. But yeah, um, it's it's going to be compelling. Like this next month of football is going to be really interesting for both clubs because there's the big games are coming up and fast. I think Sunday is going to be so compelling. Um, both teams are playing with a back three. Um, one with wing backs who like to go and attack. Philip Kostic has done really well for Juventus this season. I think. Yeah, he he's an, he's another one. His crossing is absolutely phenomenal mm. from the left. Yeah, isn't he the top assist top assister for Juventus this season? Was seven, I think, in all competitions. So he's going to be one to look out for. And like like with Roma, Spinazzola's just been unbelievable. I think his dentistry work is. Whoever his dentist is, has done an absolutely amazing job. There was a joke a couple of years ago that his dentist done done his teeth and it, it, it sorted him out. And it's, yeah. That, that happened with Steven Gerrard, didn't it? I think so. It may I, have I remember been, yeah. earlier in, in Gerrard's career, he had a lot of muscular issues. And, and I, I can't remember, I think it was Gerard Ullier sent him to the dentist and, and he had some teeth removed and, and that fixed it, which seems bizarre, but I guess it, it must be a common thing. So, mm. yeah, it, fair play. And we saw in the Euros, didn't we, that Spinazzola, when he's when he's on it, he's, he's an absolutely phenomenal footballer and, and a great guy as well. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really come into his own in recent weeks. Um, before we wrap up, I won't ask for a prediction because it could go two different ways, but it probably won't be an, an open game, but you never know. We used to think Allegri versus Mourinho. Allegri was wearing a roll neck on, on Tuesday and I was very, very surprised. He looked quite good in it. Um, he's normally in a jacket and that's normally on the floor after 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you, you're expecting a cagey sort of game, maybe a bit of open football, but maybe the odd goal in it? Yeah, I, th- I think I would. I think that, especially after Juve had an open game on, on Tuesday, I, you don't usually get two at once. <laughs> True. <laughs> so it's probably the odd goal in, oh God, yeah. It's, it'd probably be sort of the same sort of game that we saw early in the season. It won't be the 3-4 game that... Yeah, I, much more likely the 1-1 one, one or 2-1. Well, one, one, yeah. yeah. Obviously... Very much prepared to have a Graham Sooner style egg on my face at the end of that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I would say I would say that would more likely be the case. No worries, um, Adam. Thank you very much for joining me on on a Friday evening. Um, where can we find you on on social media? Uh, on Twitter, it's at adz seventy seven, um, and, and then I have a, a Facebook page that's just my name as well. So find me on either of those. No worries. Um, guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com. You can find all our previous episodes on the website. Uh, you can fo- follow us on all podcast platforms, so Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Podbean, Spotify. And if you do um, listen to us on Spotify, give us a lovely review. I'm not going to sound like give us a five-star because I don't want to whore myself on, on, on Spotify. Oh, go on. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> You know you want to. Yeah, give us a five star. Be like, you know, I think we're rated at 4.3, which is... Un- Come on. For, who, nobody wants 4.3. We'll <laughs> get to 184 episodes at 4.3. Oh, yeah. Oh. Thank you very much. But yeah, you can find us on all podcast platforms. Adam, absolute pleasure. Uh, you're more than welcome to come on again when when we 
when both our teams may, you never know, we could play each other in a, in a final in 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 May, but who knows? That would be something, wouldn't it? Oh, all Serie A final. Juve against Mourinho in a European final yeah. is not exactly uh, good for me, to be honest. <laughs> well, I think that would definitely only go one way, but there you go. A dodgy 1-0 goal in about the 88th minute from a deflected cross, that's, that'd probably be it, but no. Right, on street, that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, thank you very much, and I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Cheers, Adam. Uh, guys, enjoy the rest of your week. Enjoy the football. And if you like me and Adam, go into football over the weekend to watch some League Two. Ciao for now.